Hello and welcome back to a podcast about something where each week we dive deep into whatever it is we find interesting. I'm your host, Calvin, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Nick, on the other line. How's it going, Nick? It's going. How about you, brother? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Today we are diving into the Kingslayer, Jamie Lannister himself from Jamie. A Song of Ice and Fire, mostly from the book series, but we'll we'll dive into a little bit of Game of Thrones. We will save that to the end, though. Yeah, so if you're just here for Game of Thrones, like, fast forward to, I don't know, we'll, we'll mark it somewhere in the uh, in the description. So read the description, you'll know where to go for Game of Thrones only talk. Um, I don't think we'll spoil anything. We'll just may expand your mind a little bit if you listen to this and haven't actually read the books. Uh, because Jamie is uh, pretty dope in the books, and in the show he's pretty not. Uh, he's just such a complex character, and I mean, you said that, you said it perfectly. He's dope. He's an awesome character in the books, but in the show, you know, we'll get to Yeah, he's got his issues, and we'll get there at the end. Um, If you really like Jamie Lannister in the show, you might not want to hear our thoughts on that. Uh, But we're going to kind of just move through Jamie's life um, from childhood to basically where we know now, and then where we think he's going in the future, and then we'll talk about the show. So, uh, please, if you... uh, haven't read the books still it, it's great to listen because it, it he is such a deeper character than he's portrayed on the books and it it's he's really great so i hope you listen and learn something if you did read the books then you'll probably love this anyways right on. so let's start jamie's childhood um he is the second jo- child uh born to tywin and joanna lannister he's the firstborn son um he is actually he's the twin brother of cersei as everyone probably knows but he was born while holding her foot uh which i always thought was interesting and i I think (laughs) that will parallel some things uh as we talk about his life moving forward um have you ever heard the theories on they they rely heavily on um Tyrion's parentage not being what it seems but have you ever heard the theory of tywin and cersei's parentage maybe not being what it seems uh jamie and cersei's yeah Time. I have I have not. I've heard of Tyrion's be you know, Tyrion's possible spoiler, uh being a Targaryen, um, which I think would be kinda cool, but I, I've never heard any theory about Jamie and Cersei. So there's there's basically the exact same theory of um the timelines don't exactly line up for Tyrion to be Eris's child, but they yeah. would line up closer for Jamie and Cersei to be his children. Um, and, and it, it works with Ares because it, it's kind of that, um, or with Tyrion, sorry, because it, it's kind of the, 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 Tywin never wanted this son. He's, you know, monstrous, which is kind of a, a Targaryen feature because of all the inbreeding. So it, yeah. it kind of fits with Tyrion better, but George R. R. Martin doesn't really like to make things fit. So there's been speculation that it's actually Jaime and Cersei that came from Ares, not, um... Tyrion, and there's also that that great line that his uh, aunt Jenna Lannister tells him, uh, he is not Tywin's son, Tyrion was always more Tywin's son. And she meant it more like, you're not the same type of person as Tywin, but mm-hmm. like it, it's little nuggets like that that George R. R. Martin likes to sneak in that once you find out, you're like, oh yeah, we should have picked up on this a lot earlier. Well, that's that's what makes the book so juicy is like when you're reading along and, you know, and you don't always notice it, but then you get you pick up those tiny little nuggets of one. Well, then you, you know, dive into Internet theorizing and all oh, the yeah. stuff that's out there of people who have been writing this stuff since 1999 mm-hmm. and like just making up all these things and assumptions. Um, so, yeah, it's 
there's there's vast majority of other stuff that we probably can't get to but i i always thought i like that symmetry better than Tyrion being Aerys cuz Tyrion's a little too on the nose um excuse my pun um to be Aerys's son but it would be interesting if Tywin's prized possessions uh Jamie most of all but also Cersei are the ones that aren't actually his and wouldn't it even be more jacked up if Jamie technically killed his own father Right, um, right, and that's it, another thing that that would fit in there. He was he killed part of him killing Ares was uh, to obey his father, basically Tywin. And mm-hmm. if that were turned around, that he actually killed his father to obey Tywin, that would that would be that's something that George R. R. Martin likes to play around with. He's he's great at those little plot yeah. twists, and uh, so I will definitely address this Jamie as a Targaryen a little later on. I don't want to break break. Oh yeah, yeah, up, we're we're gonna know. keep going, but I just. Wanted to, to know your thoughts on that. I, I really like um, that's a little bit more complex than yeah, well, it's absolutely. Tyrion because Tyrion's one of the main characters and he's he's never been loved and so he's got to be special. It's not too everybody's easy, special. Dude. No, not everybody right. is special. I mean, we've learned that really well from the the world of Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. or a Song of Ice and Fire is nobody's special. Uh, Rob Starcher wasn't special. Oh hell no! Neither was. Uh, any of their dire wolves and most of their family, Ned Stark. Jon Snow yeah. might be special. There might be some He's special. A, well, if you think about it, one in however much the population is. I mean, yeah, that's. I guess that's pretty special to have a, <laughs> a half decent guy. The the next point, uh, they Jamie and Cersei made their first visit to King's Landing at age six to celebrate the tenth year of Aerys' reign. Um, so Aerys would have already been king when um, they were conceived. That kind of goes along with my my thoughts of um, yeah. him potentially being because at the time, like Tywin and Joanna were kind of back and forth uh, between King's Landing and Casterly Rock, and Joanna, uh, not Joanna, but Ares always had a thing for Joanna, um, yeah, which is yeah. why everyone speculates that. Prick. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> everyone speculates that he is someone in the Lannister family father. I. Now that I learned this, man, I hope Jamie is a target. That, that would makes be it so, so much better, awesome. It? That would be so awesome. Um, but uh, I mean, I had I had a couple things I was curious about. Uh, did you still need to finish that one point? No, no. All okay. right. Um, I'm I'm curious how Jamie looked upon the Mad King King when he was there as a sick, you know, when he was there as a six year old. Um, yeah, that's interesting. How. How he thought his his reign was because there was mostly peace at the time. Um, well, yeah, and and at the same time, as a kid, I mean, you're kind of insulated from a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. even though he's the son of the of Tywin, I'm sure he won't be dealing with too much at six years old. But I think it's really neat that they they meet when he's at such a young age, and then you know what is it, 14 years in the future, boom, he ends up cutting him down. Yeah, I don't know the exact. I mean, I probably have the exact date in my notes, but it's somewhere close to there. I want to say he's like thirty something in the book. Uh, at this time, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, I lose track. Yeah, he's and at so. like when the book starts, I think they're early thirties. I want to say because Tyrion's like mm-hmm. twenty three or something. So it, yeah, it's all messy. And then the show, they're even older, and it's it's very yeah, confusing. Fifty. Like <laughs> <laughs> um. So Jamie and Cersei pretty much inseparable uh, in childhood as they are in adulthood for the most part. Um, they would dare each other to go into the lion's cages, which I asked on Reddit, um, earlier this week, you know, if just, I asked on the Song of Ice and Fire Reddit, if anyone had any, 
uh, like fun tidbits or trivia to, to kind of pull out. And a lot of people suggested that uh, when they were kids, how they would dare each other to go into the lion's cages and um, or they would basically dare each other to get closer and closer and mm. eventually dared to go in. Jamie would never actually go in. Cersei did go in one time, um, I mean, which I thought was interesting. I think that's very interesting, especially when you compound that with all her other, you know, bits of her personality, which she's a complex char- character all on her own. Also, one of the notes uh, left for me on Reddit was uh, he's left handed now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so their sexual relationship started at a very young age. Um, yeah. And they were discovered. The first they were discovered uh, was by Joanna, their mother. Um, so it's, it's believed that Tywin never, uh, rightfully found out. Do you think mm-hmm. he knew though? I'm sure, I'm sure Tywin. Or like had the feeling? Uh, yeah. I mean, he, I'm sure he had a gut feeling about it because everybody had a gut feeling about it. I feel like it was one of those kind of, uh, you know, people cl- like Tyrion. Tywin's a clever dude, just like Tyrion. Tyrion mm-hmm. figured it out. Um, I don't think Jamie ever explicitly told him no no one ever explicitly told him and that was kind of the point because then he could shut his eyes to it basically and pretend it wasn't going on i'm i I don't have to pay attention to it but it you know it's there um but i i I thought (laughs) it still gets weird i don't have a sister but it'd be strange it is super weird but i don't know they incest is weird guys don't do it yeah don't listen um, don't listen to the show, please. But, <laughs> but it's, I, I think maybe when he was six and he was there seeing the Targaryens and hearing about the Targaryens and their heritage, etc. I think that incestuous relationship was a big part of it. So maybe, yeah, that know, could definitely be, I mean, cause Eris and his wife were cousins, I want to say. Yeah. Something um, like that. I and mean, I want to I think it was like first cousins. They were, they were very close, um, relatively. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that probably played a big part in it. If you, as you see these people who have been kings for 300 years, um, and this is the way they did it. And they even point that out in the show early on of, like, the yeah. the Targaryens did it for years. We're fine. Cersei says, they've been doing it for 300 years. We'll be fine. Yeah. Our, our three demon spawn are perfect. Don't worry about them. Uh, Stupid Joffrey. God, I hate it. seeing him. Seeing him pass was the best in the That's show. That's great. It wasn't as violent as the book, or at least it it felt as the book. Um, mm-hmm. But when you you know Olena drops bomb on Jamie in the show, that's so that's so awesome. Yeah, that's that's one of the good. There are very few good parts in the later seasons, and that that's definitely one of them. When she was like, "Yeah, it was me." Yeah, she's a great actress. Um, and and one last thing is, I'm real curious. Did they think they were free and clear when their mom died? Like, do you think Jamie and Cersei are that cold hearted? To kind of be like, oh yeah, well, you know, they're my mom's gone. My dad's I, never gonna find out. I think, I think partly yes, because she like when she first discovered him, because they did, they slept in the same bed um, when they were younger, and then she discovered him and basically separate, physically separated them, mm-hmm. um, and they slept on opposite sides of the castle or whatever. Um, so I, I think probably like they knew that even if their dad knew, he wasn't going to do anything about it. Like, because they probably figured he knew already. Like, Tywin knew, but, like, he yeah, he would point. rather be ignorant than know it's going. Like, have to acknowledge it. So, if he acknowledges it and separates them, then then there's something wrong. But he yeah. would never acknowledge it because he would never admit that there's something wrong. He's too worried Absolutely. about his family's legacy to actually worry about, about what his family's that, yeah. doing. 
just about to say that. Tywin is uh, one of those kind of cats. You nailed that on the head. Uh, so Tyrion is born less than a year after the King's Landing visit. So this is another moment where if Tyrion is a secret Targaryen, this is where it would have happened. Uh, yeah. When they went to, on that visit to King's Landing, Ares would have been... Um, and then they came back and he's born. So he, yeah, the, the twins are seven years older than him. Um, the, the reason... So... The reason that the Jamie and Cersei holds up a little bit more too is there were they say there were liberties taken with Joanna on Aerys's wedding night or maybe yeah I think it was on Aerys's wedding night. Hmm. Um so that and I think that is closer to Jamie and Cersei's um birth. Like I think that's right before they're born is uh Aerys gets married and you know does does whatever inappropriate things to Joanna on that night and then that that's where you get from that what that comment in uh the world of ice and fire book to Jamie and Cersei may actually be Targaryens not Tyrion man, that would maybe be they so all wild. are that that would i mean I, that would be too much man <laughs> I, i'm good with Jamie and and Cersei being Lannisters but imagine Tywin sitting back like this dude banged my wife I'm sure that's gone through his head. Like, dang, this dude is so bogus. I'm the hand of the king, and he's doing me. This is so, so bogus. Yeah, don't want any of that mad, mad king juice. Well, no one wants it. <laughs> and, and sorry, whoops. And do you think uh, you know that possibly led to his betrayal later on during the sack? Um, definitely. Every every there's a lot of things that led up to that. I mean there there are many slights uh between the two both back and forth between the two of them that i think mm -hmm. uh led to that and i i think he knew robert was going to win Rhaegar was dead um most of the the king's guard was dead there were three king's guard left at the tower of joy but and that's it so mm -hmm. um and jamie obviously so i think like he tywin's one to put his hands in the winning side I mean, he he has the liberty to do that, and right. he's done it many a time. And then he gets his daughter to marry the king, obviously. He's such a sleazeball. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Cersei gets taken to King's Landing uh, with Tywin at the age of 12. That's when she they're actually separated. Um, and I think that was on Joanna. Oh, no, Joanna would have been dead already. Um, so that was just to separate them further. Um, but at this time, Jamie is squiring for uh, Lord Sumner Craycall, Craycall, which he Crickle. did from uh, ages 11 to 15. And he won his first tourney melee at the age of 13, which is pretty young to uh, win a melee, That's which are crazy. Super young. <laughs> I mean, fuck, I can't even imagine. Uh, I think, you know, he's a natural warrior. They really stress that in in the books and mm -hmm. what better way to show that off than he wins a tournament at 13 and he's squiring at 11 like i understand you know or at least i'm gonna take the liberty with this that lives are shorter in yeah. the world of an you know for the most song part of Fire. but even 11 man that's pretty, that's pretty yeah pretty and young. then well and then his uh he only squires till the age of 15 because uh something better happens at that point yeah, no um, but during that time, he had attempted betrothals to Elia Martell and Lysa Tully, uh, which why do you why do you think they attempted these two uh, mostly useless women like Elia was sickly um, basically her whole life like she was constantly sick, bedridden, can't do much. And Lysa is 
the less attractive Tully sister and just basically useless as well. As far as as far as uh, usefulness of a woman goes in the world of ice and fire. Yeah. Women are very useful in the world today. That is not the point I'm making. But these two women at the time (laughs) in this story were not very useful. No, they but they held political significance. Um, I think Lysatoli brings with, you know, brings Riverlands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to have those, especially if you, you know. We basically got the whole center of the map then. Exactly. If you got I the mean, Westerlands you, and the Riverlands. You can wall point. off the north, and I, I know there was some bad blood between the Lannisters and the and the Starks that we still see spill over later on in the future. Um, yeah, just a little bit. But, but he has straight up ignored Lysa during during dinner and just did not look at Well, Blackfish was. was telling those stories, man. That's you kind gotta, of got to be in yeah. on the Blackfish stories. Well, I think once again that kind of just throws back to his, you know, his thirst for war. Like he's a warrior. He's it's what he does. I mean, if you had uh, one of the legendary knights telling you war stories or Lysa Tully, I mean, what are you going to pay attention to? Oh, war stories all day. <laughs> I'm going to get me a big old turkey leg and some and some <laughs> mead. Get down. Yeah, that's a good point. That's um, that's all I had for their childhood. Did you have anything else to cover in childhood before we move on to um, basically his knighting and uh, becoming Kingsguard? Uh, you, you pretty much covered everything I was gonna add. Um, so I think I think we're good. Let's move on. All right. Yeah, Kingsguard for uh, Ares Targaryen, aka the Mad King. The um, Mad King. So Jamie was knighted by Sir Arthur Dane, the Sword of the Morning. Legendary. Sir Arthur fucking Dane. Apparently can fight with two swords at once. Yeah, according I, to the show. I wasn't not a good stra- not a good strategy. <laughs> Can't defend yourself. Um no, but no, so no. he's knighted after helping defeat the Kingswood Brotherhood, um which I think the Kingswood Brotherhood may be a, a good uh topic in the future for us. They're uh, they're yeah. some badass dudes. I'll check out. Got that the smiling knight. Lots, the of, lots of good stuff, stuff there. The crazy. Do you think? I wonder if uh, George R. R. Martin took that from uh, what is that? The Smiling Man, where the they they got the Joker inspiration from. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. Yeah, I don't know that, that one. Sorry, but uh, but I'm sure I mean, uh, when we do the Kings with Brotherhood episode, we'll we'll find all that out when we do our research. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but to the, kick so much ass to have Arthur Dane, you know. Knight you that's awesome i think it was like on a battlefield too like after yeah. winning the battle against the, the smiling knight they, he like just was like all right cool you're you're in the club now dude yeah. um and the kingswood brotherhood is basically the uh pre baratheon dynasty version of the brotherhood without banners which so yeah another good topic there too I will a, lot, a lot of good future topics here um so them down. he was uh he was knighted at 15 and then raised to the king's guard also at 15 uh which he was the youngest person ever to be uh to join the king's guard was um was loris younger when he joined i don't think so i think, I think yeah i think loris was like 17 yeah i'm I'm pretty sure he is not that young um and they they would have made sure to mention that like 500 times that's true and jamie um, would have like jamie already has some jealousy towards loris i think it would be even more spelled out he'd probably just kill him. yeah that's true too 
Um, so he, he basically chose to be on the King's guard to avoid, um, Lysa and also because the, the betrothal with Lysa Tully had moved forward at that point And like, it was really going to have Cersei's whisper in his ear. Hey, look, they're going to marry you to Lysa. But if you become yeah. the King's guard, boom, you're in King's landing with me. Guess what? I'm open for business. Bang. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I think Jamie was talked into it by Cersei, um, and when she tells him, don't worry about it, I'll take care of father, he should have ran for the woods. Like, get well, out yeah, of Yeah, because there, he, he knew Tywin would um would not approve of that. Because no, he, he wants yeah, Jamie to inherit. Yeah, he wants yeah. Jamie to inherit, because if Jamie doesn't inherit, that leaves Tyrion? Tyrion. Um, and Tywin doesn't really like Tyrion. Yeah, no. Spoiler alert. He hates Tyrion. Like a bad fart. He hates him. That's strange. That's a strange way to put it. <laughs> my grandfather used to say stuff like that you just kind of shout out yeah, I don't know. shout out grandpa richardson grandpa so um eris named him uh part of the king's guard at the tourney at heron hall a lot of stuff going on at tourney at heron hall that that's probably a good topic in the future too a lot of lot of lot of stuff going on at heron hall it's it's i mean it was a big deal and when he wouldn't let him fight you know and and jamie showed up uh as a as a mysterious knight I thought that was kind of interesting. Jamie showed up as a mysterious knight. I I don't think it's ever been confirmed. It's not Jamie. It's it's <laughs> like ninety eight percent not Jamie. Oh, we can man, we can have that. It was Jamie. No, we can have that discussion off air because that's spoilery. Uh, the Knight of the Laughing Tree is not Jamie. Okay, sorry. Um, but yeah, he he gets sent back to King's Landing immediately and not allowed to participate. Um, a lot of people thought. Um, a lot of people in the world. Uh thought that Ares agreed to elevate Jamie to Kingsguard kind of as revenge towards Tywin, um, mm. both for basically getting to marry Joanna, who um, Ares grew up with Joanna. So like, that's, that's why he had this lust or love for her. Um, so that like, they, they thought because Tywin married Joanna, uh, Ares never trusted him again. Also, there were like people around town saying how Tywin actually ruled the realm, not Ares. And uh, Ares didn't really like that. So taking no. away Tywin's heir was his way to get back at him. I mean, that's the ultimate gut punch, gut punch to Tywin. And Ares, I mean, he's the mad king. If he was, he has that childhood crazy romantic people. love for his, he's, he's crazy. <laughs> and, and you got this, this, uh, you know, this insubordinate, shit stain named tywin lannister who's trying to get at your girl of course he's gonna get back at her if he ends up losing her and uh he did a damn fine job of it yeah he um it, it worked uh tywin tywin basically immediately resigns and takes off back to castle rock and he uh he brings someone with him <laughs> dashing the hopes of these young lovers bring cersei back to castle rock with him so they cannot actually be together. And, you know, I wonder if he did that on purpose or it was just, I'm going to gather my, I'm going to take everything I possibly can that's not tied down to titles, as in, you know, Jamie part of the Kingsguard and run. Um, or he just, you know, knew and he, he wasn't going to leave her behind. I think it's probably a little of both. Well, wasn't she rumored to, uh, isn't she supposed to marry Rhaegar? 
Like, wasn't there? She uh, was, was. Yeah, she was. And that, that was another thing that he took away when he brought her back to Castle Rock. He basically broke that uh, betrothal as well. Bogus. Um, so yeah, that, that, there was, there was a lot of bad blood going, um, between, uh, Ares and Tywin. Mm-hmm. And that all culminates in one tragic day during Robert's Rebellion that we will call the Kingslaying. The Kingslaying. Um, so as Jamie is guarding the king throughout his tenure as Kingsguard, he becomes disillusioned with Ares and realizes, you know, that this is kind of a shitty dude. Um, super shitty dude. He's, he's got a, kind of a tendency to burn men alive. Um, and then he burns people and wants to go rape his wife. Like, yeah, there, there's a lot of bad things. His cousin there. and... Yeah. Jamie's like, yeah, I don't really like this dude. Yeah, this guy... The cousin loving was probably like... Jamie was probably on his side there. He's like, yeah, you know what? That's cool. But, uh, so the, I, the way in which it took place. Yeah. <laughs> um, so another thing, a lot of people on Reddit want to make sure we mention this, uh, was that Jamie was one of the very few people that kind of recognized what Ares was doing to his wife, which I can't remember her name. I want to say it's Rayella. Too many Targaryen uh, names sound alike. So, yeah. Um, but, but basically, um, he was uh, after one of these instances where he burned people alive he went and basically raped his wife jamie and uh john Derry are standing guard outside and jamie says to john Derry, hey you know we're supposed to protect her too because he can hear like screams yeah. of pain coming from yeah. the room basically um he says you know we're supposed to protect her too and not from yeah not from him is what john Derry says and like jamie's like the only person in the world that would have said that one of the yeah. only people in the world. Well, I think this is, he's still kind of a knight. Um, he's still young and, and this is all fresh and this is a damsel in distress and that rhymed. And he's trying to, <laughs> you know, save the lady, but not from him. That is such a crushing line from the captain of the King's Yard. Yeah. And he just, he just senses that something's wrong. Like, yeah. and, and yeah. at this point in his life, he's still trying to, to decipher what's right and wrong besides boning his sister he still does care about what's right and wrong um the more time he spends with cersei the more he loses that but at this time he hadn't actually spent that much time with cersei so he he has that sense still yeah he's green right um and then so i think what in my mind what really pushed him over the edge was the torture and executions of rickard and brandon stark yeah. um basically uh Lyanna stark is kidnapped we'll say for the sake of this um she's kidnapped yeah <laughs> very heavy air quotes <laughs> um so joanna is kidnapped rickard and brandon come down to plead or fight with rhaegar and Ares to basically give joanna back um and Ares has them arrested for being in rebellion and uh they they choose a trial by combat and um Ares chooses fire as his champion which is pretty fucked up. That is because such a cheat. Fire's man. not a person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Straight up I'm, cheat. I'm pretty sure the rules say it's got to be a person. It's, he's the king. Yeah. He makes the rules. I guess so. So Rickard is um, hung, hanged uh, from the, the roof of the Red Keep, uh, burning, while Brandon is placed in a strangling device of his own um, with a sword just out of reach. So if he could reach the sword, he'd be able to cut himself free and cut mm. his father free. Uh, basically, Brandon strangles himself trying to get to the sword while Rickard burns alive. 
I think this is uh, this is one of those moments where Jamie's standing there watching this, and he's he's trying to go away inside, like yes. he likes to say, and yep. he's he's trying his hardest, but he still sees this thing. You know, he still sees this 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 man burning these two honorable men who you know the son's trying to save the father. That right, and they're both down so... there fighting for uh, their daughter and sister. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're they're fighting for their family. You know, Who at this time up... everyone thinks she was kidnapped. Like it, no nobody exactly. in the world thinks anything other than she was kidnapped, other than Rhaegar. So I mean, this this open rebellion is already te- you know it's precarious as is, and they're they're just trying to help their family, and he stands there and watches it, mm-hmm. and not being able to do anything had to have been incredibly tough. Right. And and this is where, like you said, he teaches himself to go away inside while witnessing atrocities and tries to teach that to other people um, as he grows and as yeah, he meets new people. Um, so that's I thought that was interesting. I didn't know that until like I was researching for this. I, I kind of I guess I missed that part um, while reading the books. But um, yeah, the, the that facet of him is is super interesting because that's like. You don't have psychologists in uh, whatever time period this is to, like, teach you some of those coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that he does that and then doesn't ever lash out with that, uh, like, he, it, it's very interesting that he's able to control himself in that way. Because he's... usually if you pack that shit inside, it's going to explode. Oh, yeah. And I, mean... I wouldn't even say what happened to Ares eventually was an explosion of this anger. No, no, not at all. He... He's the prototypical, uh, you know, keep that shit bottled up inside, son, kind of guy. Um, you know, he just, he's very stoic, and it it bothers him, but I agree with you. They didn't have, you know, mental health people, mental health professionals back then. They had, they try to treat you uh, with herbs and Those maesters give you milk of the poppy and let you sleep. Yeah, exactly. And Why do you think Robert Aaron's so messed up? <laughs> you know, it, when they first Getting had way too the, much nightshade. Oh man, when they had that, when the first season came out and they showed Robert Aaron's body, um, and his eyes, like the stones painted on his eyes, I always thought that was his real eyes. Oh, John Aaron. Saw it. John Aaron, I'm yeah, sorry. I was, I was talking about the, the son, the very sickly son. Yeah, he's um, gross, dude. Yeah. Uh, John Aaron, yeah, that, I, I was very weirded out by that too because, like, I hadn't read the books when I started watching the show. So, mm-hmm. like, I had no idea what I was getting into. I just heard the show was good. I didn't even know what it was about. I was like, I'll check it out. I'm bored. Don't have kids yet. Very easy to jump into a new show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was like, what's going on with his eyes? That's very strange. It, it just took me off guard. You know, and I don't think I, like, fully understood it until Joffrey's death. And, like, then you really see Joffrey, like, on the the pedestal mm-hmm. or whatever with them on. Like, you get a better view of what's going on because, like, in that first scene... John Aaron's just kind of off to the side while Jamie and Cersei are talking and it's like dark. you you barely see him. So yeah. yeah. Um so so then Robert's rebellion after that happens is in full swing. Um Jamie's not allowed to go out and fight. He begs with Rhaegar to let him go out to fight wherever there are battles. Um Aerys mm-hmm. doesn't let that happen. He wants to keep Jamie close in King's Landing as sort of a hostage against Tywin because he knows if he has Jamie, Tywin won't turn against him. Um news slash that doesn't work. Uh but basically he's trying to do that so Tywin doesn't join Robert's side because Robert's side is clearly winning. Um so he keeps him there and then um Tywin comes to town eventually, betrays them. And as Tywin is on the outside of town betraying 
um, Ares and, and the Targaryens. Jamie is on the inside. Uh, oh. two, two big murders happen here. He, he murders the new uh, Hand of the King, Rossart, who is one of the pyromancers. Pyromancers, yeah. yeah or the head pyromancer, who uh-huh. who helped Ares come up with the plan, the wildfire plot, as it's called. Crazy so he kills him first the wildfire plot and we'll go a little bit deeper into that in a second wildfire plot can't be pulled off um and and then Ares claims at some point i think he said this to rossart if the traitors want my city but i'll give them not but ashes let robert be king over charred bones and cooked meat that's, um so that's the plan basically such a great line he works with the pyromancers build up all these caches of wildfire um to basically just blow the city up um, and they were about to go forward if Jamie did not catch them first. Yeah, I mean, Jamie made a decision. Like, he just watched Ares burn his, his recent hand alive before Rosser came along. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's talking all this crazy-ass shit. <laughs> he's telling Jamie to kill his father. Burn them all, um, burn them all. Yep, he, yeah, Ares you know, asked Jamie to bring him Tywin's head. And he's Jamie. just going bananas, so he made a decision. He... I mean, he was humane about it, at least, and and boom, went ahead and, and let him go. Yeah, so I, yeah, good good job, Jamie. Um, what I wanted to talk a little bit more about the let Robert be king over charred bones and cooked meat, which mm. didn't happen. I actually think this is Daenerys' fate. So all of the talk, I don't think it'll happen in the show because I don't think the show is this smart. But um, I... All of the talk is from George R. R. Martin has ha- is how the ending is going to be bittersweet. And if Daenerys somehow makes it to the end, um, which that's a little up for debate too, and I could be talked into her dying before the end. Um, yeah. But I think it, if she makes it to the end, because of all the terrible things she's done and all the terrible things she's going to do with her dragons, I think her fate will be that she is the queen, the rightful queen, but she will be the queen over charred bones and cooked meat. That. And that will be her doing, and it will be Cersei's doing, because Cersei likes to play with this wildfire as well, as we saw in the show. Yeah, um, yeah, I think Cersei would it isn't going to last till the end either. And if Daenerys does, I think that's almost has to be her fate. I because I feel like that line is in there for a reason, and that would give you the bittersweet of everybody who wants Daenerys to succeed. I am not one of those people. I do not like her. I really don't like her in the show because Amelia Clark is just terrible. She's a horrible... Everything she, she's done. She's very pretty. Don't get me wrong, but the yes. Terminator movie? Good God, God that was so she's, bad. Even, even in Solo, which I really like Solo. Yeah, that was a good movie. If she was any other actress playing that part, would have been way better. Tandy Newton, who dies halfway through Solo, spoilers for Solo. If she was playing that Daener- that uh, Amelia Clark role, 100 times better movie. I mean, yeah, she's I totally just agree. so wooden. And then in Game of Thrones, at least, she always has this, uh, what I affectionately call, I just smelled poop face. <laughs> like, just watch her face the next time you're watching the show. Like, she... Dude, that's kind of... I'm going to watch this from yeah, now on and check sit that there out. and be like, ooh. It's definitely there. Poop face. Um, so, so that's, I think that's going to be Danny because it's, it's Ares claiming, you know, let Robert be king over charred bones and cooked meat. So her father claiming that turns around, it's actually her and the Targaryen dynasty ends up with that being their legacy. That would honestly, that would be a fitting end. I would, I would accept that. Thank you. I mean, you know, George, if you need help, I'm here. Call me. We're, we're here, bro. Yeah. We will talk you through your writer's block. I ca- we got you. I can't write all the fluffy stuff in between like you can, but like, 
I can get some plot points in there. We got this. Um, so yeah, so then um, he kills Rossart. He moves, get, getting back on track here. He kills Rossart, moves into the um, the Red Keep. Uh, Ares sees blood on his sword, asks, is that Tywin's blood? Jamie shakes his head, basically, or, or says it's Rossart. It's one or the other. Mm. Uh, Ares tries to run up to the Iron Throne. Jamie grabs him and drags him off the Iron Throne. And fun fact here, kills him with a single slash across the throat. Does not stab him in the back, as contrary to popular belief yep. from the show. And this was actually something I learned this time. I guess I, again, never paid that close of attention while reading or listening because I listen to the audiobooks. Mm. In, in the show, it's he stabbed him in the back. He stabbed him in the back. Makes him a much worse person. Exactly. And But he actually, it in the book, it stated he it's a single slash across the throat, preventing... Ares from giving the command to any other pyromancer to burn the city. So that's why I, it goes for the throat. That, well, that really caught my attention when I was reading the book the first time through, because, you know, when you read it, you know immediately how crazy Ares is. Like, mm-hmm. you, you pick up on that pretty easy. Um, yeah, they don't, they don't hide talking that. About it. No. So it's, I I don't know, I guess I, I'm weird in the manner that I always find it weird that Jamie is this great warrior and this, you know, a knight, defender of the peace, whatever you want to call it, would kill him mercifully. Like, I'd say 80% of people in that world would kill him, you know, Burn him. by stabbing him in the back, burning him alive, throwing him off the highest tower, like mm-hmm. making this dude feel some pain before he goes. Well, I think part of it was he didn't want to waste any time either. That's like that's he, a- he knew the wildfire caches were there and all Ares had to do was, was say go. So, like, he's got to, it's got to be a quick job. I would have thrown him out the window, man. He's on his way down like, light the That's bad news. As far as him killing Ares, I think it's summed up best in a, a quote Jamie says to Catelyn in A Clash of Kings as she's releasing him. Um, he says, I will say, I think it passing odd that I am loved by one for a kindness I never did. We'll get to that later. And reviled yeah. by so many for maybe my finest act. Which, That's... I mean, to me, that sums up Jamie immensely mm. and and it gives him this depth of character like that his finest act was definitely killing Ares. absolutely i mean he saved a million people and and that quote is is powerful and it's just i think that's a testament to his stoicism where he it's just an offhanded comment to catelyn stark but it's the truth like that is yeah and that one's he, always the after the first time i heard that that one's always stuck struck stuck with me um and just like yeah and that that's one of the reasons why i love jamie jamie's probably my second favorite character in the story um in the story of the books in the show he's just butchered so much that i i don't like him very much um but next to Arya, he's my favorite character he's my uh top five Ooh, top two for me so suck it (laughs) um sorry sorry (laughs) yeah No, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to move on to the King's Guard with Robert. Let's do it. Uh, so uh, Robert becomes king at, uh, after Ned Stark uh, dethrones Jamie. Basically, Jamie sits on the throne until somebody comes and takes it from him, basically. Yeah. Uh, which Jamie didn't want to be king. He just he knew somebody better than him needed to come claim it. Otherwise, he wasn't going to get up. Oh, yeah. uh, so that's why he waited for Ned. He doesn't want to be king. That's just not his flavor. He wants to... No, no one wants to be king. You want to be the guy next to the king. That's where Tyrion had it right. 
Exactly. I mean, you've seen what the king goes through and everyone's trying to kill him and it's just a bunch of stress all the time. It's not what it's cracked up to be. No. Um, um, so Jamie gets pardoned by Robert. He gets to continue on the king's guard. Um, this was actually on John Aaron's advice. Ned urged Robert to send Jamie to the Night's Watch, uh, which he probably yep. should have done. Uh, would have been a great idea. But uh, that saved everyone some huge headaches. But we wouldn't get to enjoy this good story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jamie and Cersei's relationship gets to continue under Robert because Robert marries Cersei and now they get to bang on the, on the reg. On the reg. Um, they have three children together, Joffrey, Marcella, and Tommen. Uh, not much is known about Marcella. She's off in Dorne. Good for her. And, uh, Joffrey's, uh, the biggest shit in the world. And Tommen, you know, he just wants to play with cats. There's nothing wrong with that. Cats are, cats are fucking awesome, dude. And then uh, another thing contrary to the show, uh, Cersei only let herself get pregnant by Robert once, uh, which that happens in the show. Mm. But in the books, Jamie found someone to cleanse her, where in the show, it's a miscarriage. Um, Which, yeah, I... I, I think as far as Cersei goes, having she and Jamie find someone to take care of it on their own makes more sense for who their characters are. Oh, basically, absolutely. it's it's us against the world. Having her have a miscarriage gives her this level of um, you you have sympathy for her where she mm. doesn't really garner any because she's a really shitty person, basically from beginning to end. And she has she has a great mask, but um, yeah, I think you're right. And just finding someone to take care of it that's so odd that like they they won't even have a you know there's no love at all between robert baratheon and cersei already and i don't think jamie thinks anything of robert baratheon and i don't think robert thinks anything of jamie um you know robert's the big badass who killed yeah robert definitely thinks he could kick his ass oh yeah i mean he beat rhaegar he could he beat rhaegar on the trident with a giant hammer you know that's pretty sweet and he probably doesn't think you know i i I don't know it's it's just odd to me that she wouldn't even pop out one of robert's kids because you think they'd figure it out after a while yeah yeah Eh, robert's not the smartest uh sharpest crayon in the box as they say no um the last thing i want to talk about before we actually get into jamie's plot um as we know today through the books is his relationship with Tyrion. uh we haven't really talked about about it much um but in childhood they're very friendly together he always protected him from cersei and from others of making fun of him or uh you know cersei trying to kill him you know those things Mm -hmm. normal sisterly things um he never really blamed Tyrion for what happened to joanna like tywin and cersei did no which is which is nice Way to go. Family's a big deal. Um, and, and Tyrion's family, no matter how much anyone else doesn't like that. Right. Yeah. And then um, the, the big thing between Jamie and Tysho, or between Jamie and Tyrion, uh, you can bury my lead there a little bit, um, is this this whole thing with Tysha. Basically, Jamie and Tyrion are out one night. They come across this woman being harassed by some, some you know, not very nice bandits. men. Bandits. Thank you. Um, sometimes I have trouble with words. They're they're rough. Uh, so Jamie scares off the bandits. Tyrion um, falls in love with this girl, marries her in secret. Tywin finds out about the marriage and basically forces Jamie to tell Tyrion that she was a whore. Jamie set the whole thing up so Tyrion loses mm. virginity. And then 
has uh, all of the Lannister guardsmen rape her and then let Tyrion do it last, of course, because she gets to pay extra for a Lannister, obviously. Um, so that's the story they come with. And uh, Taisha runs off to maybe Braavos. We don't know. We don't uh, wherever know. whores go. <laughs> Tyrion's still trying to figure it out. I like how it's or just like... With with that, I'm gonna take a quick detour here. With that, when when Tywin says that to Tyrion, Tyrion's like, "Oh, he's being serious. I just gotta find where whores go, and she'll be there." Like Ty- <laughs> Tywin's just being a dick. Like he's just like, "She goes wherever whores go." I don't know. How am I supposed to know that? Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Tyrion's like, "Oh, I need to find this plate. Like, there's one place obviously where whores go." And for the rest of the next two books, he's looking for where do whores go. He's asking everybody he can get his hands on. Very funny. I mean, those are the only people he can get his hands on. So he's, <laughs> uh, he's looking for them far and wide. Um, so then, uh, and this comes up later in the books, but we'll cover it here. Uh, when Jamie is helping Tyrion escape from the Black Cells, he tells Tyrion she wasn't really a whore. He was really, she did really love him for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tyrion's got some harsh words for Jamie at that point. And that kind of breaks the relationship, which they always had a really good actual brotherly relationship, which the Lannisters don't know much about having good familial relationships. So it was kind of cool that Tyrion and Jaime had that. Absolutely. I mean, their relationship was they they were brothers. They were tight. And, you know, with the Lannisters, it's not that outward hug, hug, bro moment like you have with your brother. Mm -hmm. It's it's, uh, you know, duty, duty. You know, I me and my little brother i i got one uh you, you feel that need no, to, i have a brother i never had one of those hugs oh you never had a bro hug uh, uh, maybe maybe a couple they're, they're terrible <laughs> overrated uh but so that's the um basically telling Tyrion she was a whore in Tyrion's mind was the kindness that jamie never did um that he's lo- he's loved by Tyrion for the kindness he never did is is telling her him she was a whore and like saving him from the mess that is love i guess is how Tyrion felt about it yeah the mess that is love and the yeah i uh i didn't really get that at first i had to do some serious research on that one of um, how that's a kind of how telling her Tyrion she's a whore is it's, kind yeah exactly it's like man dude you really you really destroyed your little brother at the time but it, it paid off in the future and it really shaped Tyrion's life so right and Tyrion I, really likes the person he has become he likes drinking and paying for whores mm-hmm. like so he Tyrion's living his best life right now basically because Jamie set him on that path with this quote-unquote kindness yeah he's having a blow he's having a ball all right, um, we are going to stop part one right here. We're going to break this into two parts. Um, the the second part we'll be releasing the just the day after this, so it'll it'll be coming soon. Don't worry if you're enjoying this conversation. There will be another one you can listen to tomorrow. Um, and if you're not listening to this on the release day, obviously there will be another one you can listen to already there. Um, but we've got a lot more to go into. We're going to go into the book arc and where we think Jamie's future is going and what we do and don't like about the show uh, version of Jamie. Um, so we will be back on that. In the meantime, check us out on Twitter at APA something. Um, you can always send us feedback through email, a podcast about something at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for listening. Stay safe. Stay classy. Stay classy.